Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Trade Show University. Great to see you back here on campus. Are you ready to learn? Are you ready to just get some amazing insights? Well, that's what's going to happen today as we have on one of my favorite guests, someone who I just admire so much in the industry, that's Danica Tormolin. She has been around the industry and been reporting on the industry. She's a brilliant writer and has tremendous insights on the industry. She's going to be talking to us about what's going on right now, industry trends for 2022, what she sees out there as she's going to these major shows, and she's interviewing sponsors and exhibitors and the show organizers, and she's doing some great work over at SISO. So she's going to inform us all about this stuff. Really excited to have you listen, absorb, learn, and be able to plan better. Yeah, I had someone recently say, Jim, you know what? Trade Show You podcast is more than just a podcast because I'm learning. I'm getting better. The only podcast that I know that I can get better in my own industry every time I listen. To help you get better in your career, I've tried to make it simple for you. Go to my website. I have totally recreated my episodes page. So now all episodes are on one single page and I have them grouped by category. So if you're looking for an episode about branding, click on the branding and you'll see all the episodes about branding. Looking for episodes about marketing for trade shows, about goal setting, about promo items. There's categories for those and so many more categories. You'll be able to quickly find the episodes you need. So get over to tradeshowu.biz slash episodes. That's tradeshowu.biz slash episodes, and you'll find that. Let me know what you think. So we're going to dive right into the interview with Danica Tormolin as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsor. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by Michael Green. Michael creates and hosts wine and food experiences that build relationships and drive sales. From conferences to off-sites, Michael's high-energy presentations are informative, highly entertaining, and resonate for years to come. Find out why CMO firm Chief Outsiders said this about Michael. Michael does much more than develop events. He creates memorable experiences for his clients and their guests. His expertise spanned all elements from planning to execution. What made the events truly special and memorable were Michael's knowledge, experience, contacts, and flair. He not only made us look good, he ensured we remained relevant in the eyes of our guests throughout the evening. So looking for a way to stand out at your next conference or increase your conference ROI? Then go to michaelgreen.com. That's www.michaelgreen.com to learn more. Welcome back, everybody. This is a very special episode having on uh, someone who I, I'm just honored to have her on for, for, and actually for the second time. 
It's a very different world than uh, the first time we talked. We were right in the, the middle of the shutdown, and there was a, so many unknowns. That, but hopefully there's some some uh, brightness on the horizon. And I'm just uh, proud and honored to introduce Danica Tormolin. Danica is currently serving as the contact director publisher and editor-in-chief for the Society of Independent Show Organizers. She began her career in the trade show industry at Expo Magazine in 1994, where she eventually served as the publisher and editor-in-chief. After that, Danica served as editor-at-large for trade show executive for 10 years and now with SISO. Danica, welcome back to Trade Show University. Say hello to all the trade show professionals out there. Hi, Jim, and hi to all the listeners out there. I'm so happy to be joining you today as we're, uh, this week has been filled with some great news for the trade show industry in terms of um, mask, indoor mask mandates coming down, dropping in, in major uh, states like New York and Nevada and California. So um, hopefully we are, are well on our way to coming out of this for real this time. Absolutely. Oh, such great news. Such great vibes. And and I live in Cleveland, so we've had just horrible weather. <laughs> it's it's not been fun at all. So this good news, it it is a the, like the promise of spring in in Cleveland, where we know the weather's getting warmer and and things are just getting better. Everyone's got better vibes. And but for the trade show industry that has been racked by so much negativity, this is just great, great news. It sure <laughs> is. And and really, there there have been a, um, some major shows that have happened in recent weeks. And, you know, there's there haven't been there's been a few postponements early on in, um, in Q1, but no, you know, rare cancellations. And um, it feels like we're we're finally moving ahead in the industry um, and the dealing learning to deal with this the virus. Absolutely. So tell everybody, give uh, especially those who are not familiar with SISO, give everyone a little bit of background of what SISO is, uh, that organization, what you do. Sure. So for those who aren't familiar, SISO is a smaller organization, but a very powerful organization because it's made up of members who are companies and for-profit entities that own, produce, and provide full service management for face-to-face trade shows, consumer shows, exhibitions, conferences um, around the globe. We have about uh, 200 member companies that produce thousands of events around the world. Um, We have some of the larger publicly traded companies that uh, hopefully a lot of people are familiar with, like Informa Markets, uh, which is a public company, uh, Reed Exhibitions out of the UK, which is also a public company, Tarsus, uh, Comexposium, uh, Emerald exhibitions, but also a lot of smaller and mid-sized uh, show organizers who produce, you know, maybe one to 10 exhibitions each um, instead of the hundreds like uh, Informa and Redo. So like I said, a very powerful group of high-level um, individuals who are um, on the board uh, at SISO. So it's a great group that is um, that is producing some of the, the world's largest shows. Wow. It's so necessary, such a necessary organization to help advocate for, especially over the last couple of years, advocate for all these show organizers and helping them get back and helping them find their the new normal or get back to uh, uh, 
new innovative things that, that we've all seen in some of these shows. And if anyone hasn't been to a live show or in-person show in a while, uh, they don't feel all that different, but they are, they're, they're better. I think, I think the whole industry will be stronger coming out of this. Right. Hey, I do want to mention, Jim, now that you, since you did bring that up in terms of advocacy, that's one thing that SISO has really stepped up in the last couple of years since the pandemic before it wasn't really an issue for independent show organizers. It kind of flew under the radar. We didn't really have um, an advocacy, um, you know, a dedicated advocacy arm or group, and now we do with the um, Exhibitions and Conferences Alliance. Uh, SISO is funding that organization so that we have um, a voice in in Washington, D.C., which has been really important um, to help get uh, cities and uh, venues reopened uh, for trade shows and, and really advocate for our industry. This week was Small Business Advocacy Week, and we um, I personally was involved with a couple of meetings with uh, my, my senators um, to talk about small business issues and, and help with, for instance, one thing that we're pushing is, is a, a music act for um, small businesses that have still been hindered by the pandemic. And, and as they ramp up, you know, PPP loans have, have dried up and there are still some companies out there that have ha- really had to str- struggle as, as we ramp back up. Um, and so there's some funds sitting in there that, that are available and we're just trying to help, uh, companies in the industry contractors, um, small businesses, you know, small business, small show organizers, uh, maintain it and be able to, to, uh, get back, back to business and, and things like pandemic risk insurance, getting that back available. Um, so really advocating for, um, anything that has, that our members need is what SISO has been also focused on for the last couple of years. So it's, uh, been an eye opener for, for all of us. Yeah, the the advocacy part is so incredibly important, and it's been it's been a lifeline really for a lot of, especially the smaller, the smaller contractors, the smaller show organizers that may not have been able to survive without. I, I was just on the phone this morning with a with an exhibit house who said the same thing. He goes, without uh, the work that was done. Uh, on our behalf by other uh, other organizations and the the PPP money and all that he goes yes we we went through a tough time we had to lay off a lot of people but we're still here and we're we're now we're growing things are thriving again uh still not back to where they were before he goes but uh we are in such such a great place and we're very grateful to have survived and a lot of it like you said Danica because of the important efforts of advocacy done by SISO and other organizations so just yeah. really great. Yeah, it's it's meant a lot, and it's it's I think really helped our industry move forward. So yes. So tell us about some of the uh, exciting large larger shows that you've been to recently. I know you've been to PCMA, and I saw pictures from P, the PGA show. Tell us a little bit about those experiences and what you've what you've seen out there, and what is the uh, what's the mood of the uh, the people from the show organizers down to the exhibitor level. Sure, sure. Well, I actually just got back from the Winter Fancy Food Show uh, yesterday um, in Las Vegas. It was held earlier this week. 
They had about 11,000 attendees pre-registered. And um, so it was, it was a well-attended show. I talked to uh, several exhibitors on site and, um, you know, they were, the vibe is people are happy to be back. That, that show hadn't been held for a couple of years. It was held last time in January of 2020. And so, you know, getting the industry back together um, after a couple of years, PGA was the same way. Um, that industry hadn't met together for a couple of years. So people were really happy to be back together. And the vibe on the show floor was, was incredible. Um, you know, with the, for instance, there was an inventor section. So new, oh. you know, new companies showing new products and entrepreneurs out there, um, you know, getting to show their products for the first time to, to hundreds of media. There were 500 media outlets at um, registered for the PGA show. There were- wow. I know. 500. Yeah, there <laughs> were a amazing. lot. I mean, there were there were several that were um, like the Golf Channel, NBC mm-hmm. Sports that were um, broadcasting live from the show floor and showing, you know, all of the new products. And, and that hasn't happened for a couple of years. So it's nice, you know, trade shows offer that media opportunity. Sometimes people forget that as well for, for all the new companies and new products out there to show um, what they what's new. Um, technology wise and product wise in a particular industry like golf that's changing, you know, and, and has been so um, has done well during the pandemic. So um, that was great to see. You bring up so many great points uh, about, especially those two shows that you went to the winter fancy food show and the PGA show. Those are very hands-on uh, very hands-on uh, products and industries, especially, I mean, food, it's hard to uh, get a get an idea of what a new food product's going to taste like when you're virtual, unless they- Yes, unless it's, it's really hard to do. I, yeah. I certainly ate my way through that show, sampling, <laughs> sampling all kinds of new products, you know, um, and that is really difficult to do. So yeah. um, people were thrilled to be back doing that again. Yeah, and again, what a lifeline for the 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 food new food companies that are that are launching new products, those startups that they are they they're putting their their heart and soul and and their bank account into starting up a new company and new launch new products. This trade shows are actually the best way for them to get in front of the right people over the course of a, a very concentrated time period that they wouldn't they have are. that opportunity any other way. You know, it's, yeah. it's very, very difficult any other way, even well, and in two event. years time, you have a lot of innovation going on in, in yeah. each in, industry. I mean, in the food industry, there's, uh, there are a ton of new plant-based companies, um, food mm-hmm. companies out there. I mean, the technology and the innovation in both golf and in food, I mean, it was, you, you could tell that people were, were really, um, excited to share their new products and then try, you know, people are look on the buyer side um, with supply chain disruptions. They're looking for new vendors. They want new products. Everybody wants new products for their stores, for their, uh, for their own customers. And to be able to see those and compare them side by side um, on the show floor, it, it's just a great use of their time as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. For, when when people do it right, whether you're an attendee or you're an exhibitor or you know the show planner to help facilitate all of that, 
uh, have that plan in place and then go and, and uh, got to have goals. <laughs> I don't want to go down that path of, of, of what the people should do, but you're, you're 100% on target with what could happen, all the positives of trade shows, being able to find those new vendors, find those uh, new customers, being able to, to see side by side uh, and, and do some comparison shopping without having to leave one specific area and do it all in a very short period of time. It's just, uh, it's just why I love trade shows. <laughs> There's so many great opportunities. Exactly. So, so tell us about uh, what you do for for CISO and some of the content that you produce. Sure, I would love to t tell you more about that. <laughs> so um, at CISO, we have, um, so I've been working on case studies about shows that have happened um, since the pandemic, kind of as a way to, um, you know, highlight the health and safety measures that show organizers have taken to produce safe events. Um, during COVID uh, as an educational tool and also as a, um, you know, to make people feel comfortable, right, about mm -hmm. coming back and seeing, you know, what exhibitors and attendees are saying who are coming. So I've worked a lot on those. We just produced one. You can find those on the CISO website. We have all of those available. They're free for anybody in the industry to look at, um, not just for independent show organizers. And we just recently did a video case study for the first time um, for the PGA show. So that was fun. And we're going to be doing uh, the same thing next week. Uh, the fashion shows are in Matt, uh, in Las Vegas, Magic, ah. Off Price, and the women's wear in Nevada will be next week. And we'll be doing video interviews there um, as well with the show organizer to talk about um, any health and safety, any new um, things they're doing at the show, but also from the exhibitors and with exhibitors and attendees so that, you know, people can hear about um, what it's like to be on a show floor right now, which um, next week, I think it's going to be a whole lot different with without those um, mask mandates, indoor mask mandates in place. It might even feel almost like normal again. Um, so we yeah. have those. We also have a newsletter that we uh, produce fortnightly for our members, which talks about, um, you know, industry news. We try to focus on the positive industry news that's out there um, for our members. And, and that comes out every couple of weeks. And then also we have three events that we are doing in 2022. We have our CEO summit, which is coming up soon. So I'll be handling all of the content and programming for it. Our programming um, is almost complete. And that's next, next month, March 21 to 24 at the Vinoy Renaissance in St. Petersburg, Florida. And that's a, a CEO and C-level and conference. It's a amazing event for networking and education for um, the independent show organizers. And then we also have our summer conference, which will be August 9th through 11th in Oklahoma City. And then launching for the first time in 22 is our Asia CEO Summit. And oh. that's October 4th through the 6th in Singapore. So it's kind of like our, our March one, but we're now going to be launching it for in Asia. And we have a couple other partners in that. We have UFI is partnered with that and AEO, which is the UK-based show organizers 
um, Association and SASIOS, which is on the ground in Singapore, um, the exhibition organizers in Singapore. So it's a, it's a collaborative effort. And we met last October to kind of get things going. Um, uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to launch it fully. And so 2022, we're, we're really hoping to bring together about 100 uh, CEOs to Asia to talk about opportunities for trade shows in that growing region. Wow, a lot going on, a lot going on, and that's such great stuff. I can only imagine the content that you're you're gonna be like a kid in a candy store with all the content coming out of those uh, out of those meetings, especially the CEO summits. That's that's got to be just fantastic to get that kind of that kind of experience, that kind of uh, a breadth of field of, of vision to see where what's going on and, and where they see the the industries going. That's just, uh, you've got to be excited about all that. I, I really am. And we have a women's, um, an a executive women's forum also as part of that and a small business roundtable. So I'm, I'm very, I've attended that event for a number of years, but to be now on the side of, of putting together the programming, um, it was just a, it's, it's a great fit, honestly, for, for both uh, myself and for the association with, with my experience in the industry and, and going to that event and covering all these events for all these years. So um, it's it's really exciting, and we do have a great program for the CEO summit. We've got all of the major organizers, their CEOs that are going to be on the stage talking about you know what's the new normal, what's happening in M and A activity, um, you know what's what's happening in terms of customer journeys and and data and technology, you know all of all of the 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 issues that are most important to show organizers um, in 2022 as we get back to business and continue and grow from from 20 over 21 and and hopefully get back to 2019 levels maybe 2023 24 there you go oh man i i always get so excited <laughs> thinking about uh, the growth and and where we're going so this thank you so much for sharing that and if everyone listening please get over to the siso website check out some of the white papers the case studies that danica has done she is an absolutely brilliant writer uh and you will learn a lot it doesn't matter where where you are in the industry what level you will find value somewhere during uh, in these uh, these studies that she has done and a lot of things of value that you will be able to put into place in your own strategies for your companies going forward, maybe for your show, if you're a show organizer. So for that independent show organizer, what, what does a SISO membership mean for them? So a SISO membership means for them and, uh, you know, access to some great education from the, the meetings and conferences we just talked about. Um, and then from those case studies um, and our newsletter that goes out um, and really the networking opportunities are, are just incredible um, at, at places like the CEO Summit. But we also have um, targeted, they're called special, special interest groups. We have a special interest group for HR and we're getting ready to, to do a salary survey where we're taking actual data. You know, we, our members are, are so invested in the organization. You know, they give us their, their actual data for their 
their staffing and, and then that's made available to the rest of the members. So, I mean, that is incredible. Mercer is going to be taking that data, you know, an outside, a great outside company and crunching the numbers and then making that available to anybody who participates in that um, survey. We have a marketing special interest group that, um, you know, talks about what's the latest in marketing technology. They're going to be having a, a closed door meeting next week. Um, you know, since the pandemic, there's been a lot more Zooms and, and we've been able to, to get people um, together for like small business roundtables on a monthly basis. Uh, a consumer show, we did, last month we had one on consumer shows where, you know, the, the, uh, the leader at New York Comic Con talked about how he, um, you know, was able to get through. He had, uh, I think it was 150,000 attendees wow. at, the, at New York Comic Con in, um, you know, and they had to check vaccinations and what that was like. They had to build a tent on a site a couple blocks away to get people to, you know, show their, get wristbands in order to, you know, come through. Um, that's a lot of processing in today's yes, day and age. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, something totally new, but that's what consumer show independent consumer show organizers are facing right now. So to deal with, with some of those issues and explain how, how it can be done is, is what, you know, SISO brings to the table for members. Extremely valuable. So if you're a show organizer, you gotta, gotta check that out if you have not already. So please uh, do that. Yeah, so Danica, as we as we kind of turn the corner and start to wrap up here, what are the top? You've I mean, you've shared so much great stuff, uh, but what what would be the top one or two things you would really like everyone to take away from our conversation today? Well, I, I want people to know um, that events are going forward, are moving forward in Q1 and really ramping up in Q2 and beyond as we um, come out of this pandemic and, and learn to live with it. Um, I've seen exhibitors and attendees on, on site and they are just thrilled to be back to face-to-face -to -face. Um, and they're doing business. The buyers that are there are more qualified than they ever have been. And net promoter scores um, across the board have been up because of that reason. Um, so we're really excited about the, the forecast for 2022 and then really 2023 and beyond. And with international travel restrictions um, lifting and easing, we're, we're hoping that it's even going to ramp back up faster. Um, and, and as corporate travel bans also get lifted and, and return to work, um, that's what we're, we're seeing. Um, but already on the ground, it's the, the reporting that I've done in interviews, you know, to hear people. And if you, again, watch that case study and, and you can see and, and feel that people are just, there's a lot of pent up demand to get back to face to face. It isn't for everybody right away. And there are people that have, you know, underlying issues or, or health concerns, but you know, the people who are back are so thrilled to be back. Such great positivity. So there's your takeaway, everybody. <laughs> positivity moving forward, growth moving forward, which just means opportunities across the board, no matter where you're at in the industry, whether you're an exhibitor, you're a contractor, you're a show organizer. 
you have now more opportunities as we come back even stronger than before. It just makes me feel so, so good to, to hear that and to say that. So Danica, thank you so much for your time today. If people want to reach out to you or find out more about what you're doing, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, definitely give me a follow on Twitter um, at Danica Tormolin. And then also I, I update our social feeds on Twitter. So SISO has one as well. And then LinkedIn and Facebook. So for all of those. So please do give us a follow. We put out news. We really try to focus on positive news daily. We report on member shows that are happening. And um, there is a ton of great content on our social channels as well. Outstanding. And I will make sure to drop links to all of that into the show notes. So click on that show notes button and, and go grab that information. Reach out, start uh, start following Danica on Twitter and SISO on all the channels and, uh, and stay up to date on all the great positive news that is happening out there. We get enough negative. Uh, <laughs> we don't have to go searching long and far for negative news. So it's great to have a positive resource and a well-established resource for positive positive uh, news in the industry to help us all get back safely and and get the economy back to where it needs to be. Danica, you are just wonderful. I really greatly appreciate you. Thanks for your time today. Thank you, Jim. And thank you for all that you do for the industry and informing and getting out the word about all. Again, you focus on positive things too and what's happening in the industry. So thank you for having me as a guest and, and thank you for helping us share uh, SISO's story. Absolutely. And thank you for the kind words. So for everybody, reach out, follow uh, Danica, follow SISO. And if you're a show organizer, check out a membership at SISO and then keep coming back here. Keep binging on other episodes of uh, Trace University and we will see you next time. My goodness, what a great interview. What an amazing discussion. I hope you enjoyed that. Please don't miss another one of these episodes. Make sure you are subscribed at your favorite podcast player. And please don't miss out on being on the email newsletter. I give a new trade show tip every single week. Tell about new tools that are coming out. All you have to do is get over to tradeshowu.biz right there on the homepage. A little form is going to pop up. And if it doesn't, just scroll down the homepage, drop your email in there. So get over to tradeshowu.biz.